Hi, this is Cody. I think we should all buy body armor fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not the worst intro ever. It's practical advice. And We're getting the w- there. The way things are going, not a bad idea. I like it. Uh, let's legal brief because this is going to be a, a heavy topic and somebody's going to say something that we need covered. So, the views and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Maybe the yeah. best one yet. Fuck the police. Is that we're starting out? No, yes, maybe. <laughs> I, I saw a good I saw a good tweet today that said um, people wouldn't be people wouldn't be so upset with the police if they just did their job. Nobody ever wrote a song called "Fuck the Fire Department." No. Um, like I'm waiting for like some just Republican congressman, like probably like Lo- Lauren Bobber, be like, guys, we should stop saying "fuck the police" and let's friend the police. Uh, like that seems like a Lauren Bobbert tweet. Um. So while you mentioned that, if you want to love the police, don't let them shoot your friends. So there was a bill. Safety is forever if oh. they don't shoot us again. Here it is. So since you brought up Lauren Bobbert, and it reminded me of uh, MTG, because you those two go MTG. hand in hand. So on Thursday of this week, uh, H.R. 941, which is a bill that was going through the House, or it's also known as the Transplant Act, overwhelmingly passed the House 415 to 2. Does that mean Californians can't move to Texas anymore? Uh, So the bill would reauthorize a program that matches bone marrow donors and cord blood units with patients who have leukemia and other diseases. The uh, the bill would help thousands of people diagnosed with leukemia and other diseases by reauthorizing the National Marrow Donor Program and the National Cord Blood Inventory for another five years. So it passed 415 to 2 with 12 people who didn't cast a vote. Guess who the two that voted against it were? Matt Gates and MTG. Uh, MTG and Lauren Bobbert. Oh God, <laughs> both of them. Uh, Bobbert did. Bobbert's did statement they offer is comments on why. Yeah, Bobbert's statement is the bill added hundreds of millions of dollars to the national debt while not receiving a CBO score or going through the committee process. Okay, Obvi- so there's some logic there. Four hundred fifteen I mean, people it's, went. It's a dumb yep. decision, but uh, she offered some logic that makes sense. And then Green's statement was, nothing in this bill prevents the funding of aborted fetal tissue by taxpayers. Ah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, come on. Someone had to have something fucking crazy to say. So the National Mayor Donor Program sent a statement in response to these two yahoos that uh, the NMDP uh, match does not use fetal tissue embryonic stem cells for transplant or research for more than 30 years. The program... Uh, has helped facilitate more than 105 transplants for patients battling blood cancers and blood diseases. We only use cells voluntarily donated by either an adult donor or cells collected from the umbilical cord, which occurs only after a full-term delivery where both mother and baby are healthy and safe. Jesus, I yeah. feel like I'm having like a flashback to when I was a kid. My mom wanted to talk about like her pregnancy with all of her other wife friends that have had like kids. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I want to say Brittany is, like, I think she's probably done the whole donate the core thing because she won't let me cook it. 
God damn, it's well, not. I mean, it's not. And I'm a bad. After last weekend, I'm a bad cook, probably. So oh, after the brisket you know. episode, well, don't ever fuck that brisket up again. Yeah, I yeah. certainly aren't. I certainly wouldn't smoke an umbilical cord because I'd fuck it up. So um, I, <laughs> I started meeting with a uh, on Tuesday nights. Now I got in with this uh, bowling group, and one of them, of course, he did. <laughs> yeah, dude. One of them's from um, Chicago and owns a barbecue joint here in Fayetteville. He just opened up, and it's Chicago style. And I had some of these beef ribs today, and like it, what does Chicago style entail. So um, and we're also counting this as how your week was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so uh, it's you know I don't get a lot of moments here, Cody. <laughs> taking that one away. Aaron, do you want to ask me before I go on? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't okay. Like, I don't any know, of y'all's like, weeks. I was like, should we just segue in this to how James' week's going? Well, on? when I'm done, you can ask Cody. But he's, so, got, a fu- he's so, got a fucking bowling league. He's got a anymore. Chicago barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Chicago barbecue. Let's hear so it. So you know how like Kansas City is uh, super thick, but it's kind of sweet on the backside. Oh yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, so Chicago style is the same, super thick, um, and it's this awesome mm. mix of like Texas style where it's pepper-forward and real, like, savory. And it's got the Kansas City influence in it, where it's sweet. So, like, you get this really... Brown sugar. Yeah, so you get, like, this brown sugar with um, some kind of peppery, mustardy kind of... Mm. It's really good. Now, I I I wasn't a fan of the collard greens. It just didn't have enough salt for me. Um, His mac... They throw enough Tabasco in it, though? No Tabasco. See, collards should be oil, salt, pepper, and a very heavy dash of Tabasco. I, I think he kind of leaves that up for the customers to do if they want. But out here, you know, like everybody uses Texas Pete or Frank's because Texas He's a man of consent. Texas Pete's from, Tabasco Pete, whatever. Yeah, Tabasco Frank's. or Texas Pete's from somewhere regionally here in North Carolina, um, so it's like a big deal. What uh, the yeah. fuck? Texas Pete is not from Texas. Yeah, it's, it's from not. North no, it's it's. You're gonna t- next. You're gonna tell me Texas Roadhouse isn't from Texas, but uh, the mac and cheese was incredible because they did. Like, it wasn't Velveeta. It was it was really good macaroni um, that they basically like poured fondue on because it was super thick and creamy, good. and it was it was that good cheese that as it started to cool down, it had that little bit of chalkiness to it because you're like, oh, they used real cheese and they actually baked this shit in. Uh, the cornbread had way too much sugar in it, and it was super soft. It was almost like a, like a, like a thicker version of an angel cake. So you say thick one more time, I'm gonna get real horny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, good for you. So it 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 can't, this all stemmed off of Cody's thing about brisket because I was talking with him today when I was at the when I was at his um, restaurant picking up another thing of uh, ribs. Because his ribs are really, really, really good. And I go, hey, my buddy and I have a dry rub recipe that we use on our brisket. And he offers brisket. Um, and it's it's okay. Like, it's for the area, it's good. For me, it's not good. But I recognize where I'm at and, like, what he can locally source and stuff like that. So it's 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 okay. And I go, what hey. What becomes a factor? Like, oak's not that plain. Well, like they're that, using right? a lot of hickory and apple out here, which is really cool. It's great okay. for bold, uh, pork. For pork, yeah, dude, it's great for pork. And it's, you know, the hickory's really good on the brisket. He just, he does a little different. He cooks a little fast, cooks a little hot. Um, but I mentioned, I said, hey. Because he's only open Saturdays and Sundays. I'd, I'd mentioned to him in passing, Bowling Tuesday night, and again today I was like, hey, 
I would love to get on your pit and like I'll I'll buy a brisket and cook a Texas style brisket the way I do it with my rub and if you That's like cool. and if you like it I can I can make you batches of the rub at just above cost that you can buy from me. Yeah, it's going to cost a gas money for you to drive it over and drop it off. Well, no, it's going to cost more than that because there's some there's some expensive ingredients. Yeah, there's some expensive ingredients in it. Um, but if I'm making them in a if I'm making them in a one quart mason jar, and a one quart mason jar will hold down two briskets, and I think he said on like a general day he's not going through more than like four. And I was like, I can make you several quarts of this at a time, and just stockpile it for you. And I was like, I've got a pretty good pork rub, but his pork rub is really good too for the Chicago style. But I go, you could offer like a Texas style brisket in addition to the Chicago style flavors. And he was all about it. He goes, let's do a test run. That's actually, that's exciting. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I just want to cook a brisket because I've had, since I've been out here, I've had three different people send me pictures of brisket. They cook, not including Cody's abomination. Like three good-looking briskets. It looked good. It just inside was an abomination. <laughs> but yeah. So Cody, much, how are things much been like going for the you? Rest of us. Oh, Aaron, thank you for asking. <laughs> you gotta Aaron's, rub that one in. Aaron's so fucking salty right now about don't, that. Don't don't take my fucking thunder. I don't. I just try to fact check and then say really stupid shit. Cody, speaking of, speaking of thunder, how how much would it cost us to get the rights to White Zombies cover of Kiss's God of Thunder? Uh, do we have or the, even better covering the Cranberries Zombie? Oh Ooh. no, no, because Bad Wolves did that and it came out just fucking terrible. Uh, well, it's not supposed to be good. I mean, like the Cranberries so, is the only band that should play that song. Fun fact: Miley uh, Cyrus, it's Miley, already Miley Cyrus fucking crushes zombies so fun what? fact uh bad wolves we can cut the podcast like, right now and listen to it nope. i promise you it's good so bad wolves did a cover of zombie the i'm trying to remember so dolores had come and was supposed to was either supposed to come cut you're supposed her par- to come she was supposed to come cut her parts or supposed or had just cut her parts i haven't listened to it in so long um but it was like within forty eight hours of when she died. That who the fuck's Dolores? The lead singer, and, wh- and she's dead now. Dolores O'Rourdin, O'Rourdin, the the lead singer of the Cranberries. Uh, oh, so okay. she, I didn't know they, she was yeah. Dead. The, this metal band had gotten oh, her. To, I, I did know that. Yeah, this metal okay. band had got her to uh, to agree. She's like, yeah, I'll definitely sing back up, or I think she was going to sing a verse with them or something like that. And she was supposed to come like cut tr- cut track, and uh, she'd passed within like that time frame that she was supposed to get into the studio. But all right, Cody, go ahead. As Aaron asked, because he asked it first, how how was your week? Oh, everyone cares about a week now. Uh no, so it's been a big week in the uh the Whittington household. As of today, we fucking have some joist, y'all. We have joist, not joust, because joust would be cool too. I love some jousting, but we got joist. Uh I'll be hanging some fucking sheetrock by tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, because I got a bunch of family coming in next weekend for Brittany's baby shower. The Vegas yeah, I cruise? I wish I could so, make that one. I wish both y'all could have been amazing. The Vegas but, cruise coming in? 
But I'm kind of glad y'all aren't because there's even like 90 fucking people there. So I couldn't dedicate as much time to you guys as you need. Oh, I don't need it. You mm. came up to see me, so I don't need any time. I still have not. I'm a bad friend and I still Jamie, have not Jamie, you bought. sent me a box that I really appreciated, but you also gave me a chore in that box. So well, let's not say you're not needy. Well, it's not like your stepfather wasn't going to be at the house that you couldn't pass it off and be like, give this to Brenda. Because I'm sure that's what you did. No, no. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Uh, for reference, Aaron, uh, Brenda, the the people I lived with out on the ranch sent me a uh, sent me a dozen eggs from from the ranch in a care package, and they like foam roll. You know, they like wrap this thing in foam and that, and it's one of her dish towels. So I sent it, Cody had left some stuff up here. Uh, in yeah, Jane North Carolina my puke pants and mailed them <laughs> back to me. So he left his running short his shirts or running shirt, and then the pants that he wiped his mouth with after he's done puking on my truck and myself. And so I, <laughs> I, uh, I was ready to write those things off as like, you know, charge it to the, charge, charge it to the game, man. Like they're, they're done. I've had them for five years, but so I sent them well, back and those were Vulcan, up, like, those are washed. Pants. Yeah. So those are Vulcan on, like, pants. Those okay, are like, $80. I do love these pants. Yeah. Those are like $80 pants. I saw the Vulcan image on it and I was like, yep. Uh, and then I, I would taken a flight over to, uh, Asheville and we'd gone to Sierra Nevada. So I grabbed some stickers, and I was like, oh, this will be great. And then I sent that dish towel back with a little note that was like, please return to Brenda. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker's giving me chores? <laughs> so I'll probably give them to her on Saturday at the baby shower. Like, yeah. Here's a gift for you. I still haven't bought it. Aaron, have you bought, have you done your- Oh, Aaron um, sent some kick-ass gifts to the baby shower. Fuck, I still have not got anything. <laughs> I found anything that was left on, um, on the Amazon that was like- like, okay, oh, he sent over there's like, gonna these be skull and crossbow and little booties. Oh, fucking fantastic! I know. Well, here's the thing: like, I was, what can I find that will there's last the longest too. with babies that grow at an exponential rate? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. I may just, I may, yeah. you know what I may do is I may just like buy y'all a subscription to Formula for like a year or some shit like that. Yeah, we're, I mean, TMI for the podcast. We're still wondering how it's gonna work with boob juice versus formula juice i think biologically that she will make enough she's got them but it's just a matter of she can keep up a demand that's what i'm saying well, is but, i may just i mean you know just, much like that much like the, and this much is the like, podcast for britney much like the housing industry in texas can you know can you know can the uh inventory keep up of demand because I I thought about just doing like a diaper subscription for y'all but then like as they so many my mom has gone so fucking off the deep end. Yeah, as they like change sizes, obviously you have. I and have she listens. And she listens every week. So, mom, I've told you in person. Now the whole world gets to hear me tell you: stop buying stuff. Yo, we picked up a whole new demographic. Since we're talking about this, we picked up a whole new demographic in the past like three weeks um, of the podcast. We now have like a solid demographic in the eighteen to twenty-two. Uh, fuck the kids. So like the kids. Oh God. What the kid? What if the? Oh God. What if Gen Z is listening to us and saying these millennials are stupid? So eight, clowning 18, us. And I say like solid, but eighteen to twenty two is now picked up where it was negligible. Where they've they've increased in the past three weeks to five percent of our demographic, and the twenty three to twenty seven age group is actually our primary demographic right now, at thir- representing just under a third of our listeners. I don't know where right, they're coming um, from, but it's we want to hear from you, Utes. You, 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 
you DM us on Instagram or email us and tell us how you found us and do you like it. And Spotify has taken back over as the primary source. Yeah. That's the only link I share. Uh, we will hear shortly. Oh, shit. It just happened today. Uh, we have an episode that is crested 52 plays, or 50 plays. We finally have an episode that is Something's crested your 50 mic, buddy. plays. Uh, what's that? Your mic. It keeps going in and out. Yeah, it's the second time. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, it's probably lag or something like that. I've got good levels on mine. Okay, good. Yeah, just want but yeah, we okay. So you're saying that uh, 50, 50 plays. We have an episode that crested fifty plays. We are one hundred and forty five plays short of a thousand all time for yeah, the podcast. I saw that like some of those older. We've had like some re, some really like surging episodes. Uh, the COVID free zone, the one that Cody and I did with when Aaron was on his bike trip, is the number one leader at the moment, and uh, the number two is it ain't no holocaust. It's so strange how, like, every now and what then... What was the Holocaust one? Uh, the Holocaust was the cancel culture, where yeah. people were... That was a good episode. ...where MTG was yeah. comparing stuff to... It's uh, so strange how, like, there's some episodes, like, where it's, like, two, you know, two... I guess solo is not right, but there's yeah, yeah. two-man podcasts, like, because the one they all did in the election was, like, our biggest podcast for a long time. Yeah. And I don't remember that one, period. Yeah, I... It's I a lot of a good listen. Like the, the episode that the episodes that I get really proud of are the ones where I'm like, I provide like uh, a bachelor in you know bachelor's level of research. Um, so that's primary, secondary yeah, sources. Yeah. I was super happy with last week's episode. I thought we did really well. Yeah, less, it was fun. Yeah, Aaron, how the fuck was your week? Uh, dude. Um. Actually, I think you've had a stellar week, so go on. Well, um, again, the dog's not dying. I got the promotion. Um, yeah, so things Raleigh. are pretty good. Uh, huge turn in Washington weather. It was 80 degrees today. I went kayaking. Um, nice. I've obviously been firing up the grill. And this last week, I had a hankering for jerk chicken mm, dude. dude i do a so, good jerk tell me how you do yours i uh, don't remember i just followed a recipe i will tell you that shit ton of spices if you want it yeah if you, you want to buy like all these crazy fucking spices like these well, one-offs that we already have so if you want okay ch- for me i had to find nutmeg and allspice oh. and the, the hb's got all habaneros that's not a spice hb's got all that you just buy them but if you want to cheap out uh buffalo wild wings has an amazing caribbean jerk wet rub that is incredible that you can use, like you can you can uh, marinate in and then use as kind of like a topping. Their Caribbean jerk, uh, um, I guess sauce, not a wet rub, but their sauce is really pretty authentic. Thick? Oh. It's super thick, and it's actually got like a pretty authentic flavor to it. My only issue is that um, because it's the first time I've, fired up the grill and done poultry all year mm-hmm. that uh, I'm a little rusty. Um, you use uh, thighs or breast? It was thighs. Oh, you're good. Those yeah, thighs, thighs, thighs are... Thighs hook up real nice yeah. and they stay they stay flavorful. Anyone Even out there like, like insists on doing uh, chicken like, breast? I was, pulling a, I was pulling them at like 180 and I was like, God damn it. I, I was trying to hit 165 
and it was like I was at like one seventy or one eighty. Yeah, but so you don't I'm have like, you don't have like a good smoker. You've got a good grill. One eighty's okay. Well, no, can... we've got the grill and we have the smoker, and I'm doing this on the grill. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. It's like a it's char to my jerk chicken. It's so really hard to fine. regulate temperature on a grill. Like the smoker is the best way to regulate temperature. Even if you even if you use don't use the firebox and you put it right under the grill section of it. You can regulate mm. the temperature so much easier on a smoker than you can on a grill. Well, you know we've got the silo, right, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. the firebox on the side. That's what I'm okay, saying. So though, you, but you can you can move that directly, like from the firebox. You can put it at the bottom of the silo, and you still regulate the temperature like you would smoke it off the firebox and everything. That thing does uh, contain heat a little bit better. So yeah, you'd get a, a little bit better of a yeah, temp your grills uh, are temperature regulation. Grills, grills are, are great because you can just fire up burgers inside of. 25 minutes or yeah you, you know. or you can get a raging fire and that's how you like nail those steaks where you like you can get the true like 90 second 90 second aside steak where you get that good like rare yeah uh yeah did um did the jerk chicken turned out great i got my covid shot um yeah i started it's your first one sorry my like uh spring cycling routine which is going to be i'm shooting for three nights a week if i can hit four i'm happy um, yeah, pretty cool. No, everything's good on my end. I, I feel had a like your big bike ride yesterday. Shit. Said, oh, guys. You. Oh, point eight two mile and point, a half. No, or whatever. No, it was point eight two miles. I don't want to talk about that, but I'll tell you what I, I do want to talk I about. I didn't turn it guys, on for the ride back. Michael Shera. James gonna fuck with me on the on the Michael first one. Michael Shera. Yeah, What's yeah. That? Oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask, am I the only one who's actually reading this book, or are y'all reading Michael Shara's Killer Angels? I've got an issue with the book. Oh, I'm what is it? I'm thirty pages away from being done with my Donner Party book, and then I'm gonna start. Uh, you're gonna rip in generals or whatever. It is. All right, we'll Killer pick up again next week. Then you're gonna angels rip through. So what's your well? Killer angels. Uh, what's your issue with the book, Aaron? Uh, so Shara does um, a fictional narrative of historical events. Yes. Cool. Um, the fictional narrative on the side of the Confederate United States romanticizes it, and it still talks about it. In the in the lens of state rights, but you have to remember when this book was written. I think the I th- in the seventies. Yeah, this book was written in the seventies, right? Um, but he, so it didn't age well. So I think if you in a Cody, I know you haven't picked it up yet, but I think what you're going to find is I because I didn't know a lot of this. Um, as you're reading the background and as he's detailing the lives and feelings of these Confederate generals. Uh, you know who their friends were in the um, in the Union, right? So they, a lot of these a lot of these military personnel have a lot of friends in the Union, and they speak very highly of these Union generals, and um, that they are not. I feel like the the upper brass in his book is not fighting for the same reason that the foot soldiers are. That those super the those militia men are not fighting are fighting differently than the generals are. I don't think the generals necessarily care about the uh the slaves the the issue of owning persons. I think they are looking at it pro- uh, prominently purely on the states versus states rights issue or the states versus federal rights issue where, you know, the the enlisted men were probably a little more biased. But I thought it was really cool to like list as I'm reading it and I'm listening to these internal dialogues, and they they get into 
you know, um, romanticizing these generals of the Union and how they grew up with these people and how they know they're opposing their opposing generals, their counterparts that are fighting against them. And that's why I think it's a really good read because, you know, I think what we're taught is Stonewall Jackson and General Lee, and they're these hard charging generals for states' rights. um, But you forget that, you know, five years prior to that, Stonewall Jackson was a, Oh, he's a wall. Yeah. But you forget that, like, five well, years... He was an artillery general that uh, he just was on the other side of the line and... Exactly, right? And so you forget he that, He was like, commissioned, and he took the commission. Um, very godly man. Uh, read the biography on Stonewall, and you're not going to hate him. No, and that's... But unfortunately, th- he was just on the wrong side of the war. Now, I would have an... I, and there's I w- probably a bunch of, you know, larger-in-life characters throughout both sides of the war, but... You know, you take away the oh, better sure. part. You're like, oh yeah, this guy, um, good shit. What a drink with him. Now so I will Jackson, say, one of his like, he had this famous like colonel that served under him. He was like the leader of his like um, cavalry unit, and this guy was. They talk about him and like the no, they talk about him in this book. That's the guy who took over Stonewall's regiment, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Yep, was a young oh, guy, really? right? <laughs> and he's kind of like a he's like. He is outlaw country music from the revolution or uh, the Civil War, right? I just pulled that out of my ass. No, I don't know if that's oh, yeah. Forrest, but I, I just know that okay. like they talk about the 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 main character in like chapter two is the guy who took over one of Stonewall's divisions after uh, Jackson died. Mm. I will say that I did notice some bias in it uh, immediately because when they talk about the Confederate generals versus the Union generals, they really play up to like the Union generals' um, levels of education, where they came from, their their family, their wealth, their authority, uh, versus the Confederate generals are army, you know, they're army men and they they're hard charging. Salt of the earth, versus salt of the older fed. soldiers versus you know one of the one of the generals that you read about in chapter two was a um, was a professor who had to get like released from his university to become a brigadier general, leading one of leading one of the divisions of a fallen general. You know, it, there is some disparity in how everybody's described there. All right, I'm looking forward to opening it up. Um, I think yeah, I like, like I said, it. I'm almost done with another book that I started, and it's like it's it's barreling towards the ending, so it's like really fast paced now. But it was a grudge match to get through the first 150 pages. Well, good night. Good luck. Do we? I don't know. That's all I am. Do we have any corrections from last week? Anybody have anything that they noticed, or has Cody stopped listening to the last week's podcast at this point? I don't listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not after the drunken like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was embarrassed once. I'm like, I will never listen again. You don't remember uh, episode two? I think to I pretty listened to the first twenty. I listened to the first twenty minutes of last week's episode because you said they're really good. I'm like, he's right. Last week was good. He's right. This was good. So you know. Mostly, I listen to it so I can get our plays up. You know, because it's another person listening to it on our podcast. <laughs> there, there is that. 
well, if we don't have any corrections, I've been listening from an eighteen-year-old's phone. That's how we got that. That's how we got that share. There you go. Um, I don't have any corrections for last week. Cody didn't listen to it. Aaron doesn't have any corrections. So let's jump into this week's topic. Now, if you've been paying attention to our social media this week, uh, you'll notice that our social media accounts have been very critical of police and police actions. Um, so this week, with and that's not trendy. We've always felt this way. Yeah, Cody's always hated the police, and we're going to get into all this. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about police departments, police actions, the police force in general across America. Um, the Derek Chauvin case has gone to the jury, I believe. On Monday, I think the jury starts deliberations. Um, After, what was it, three three weeks of uh Yeah, like two trial. or three. Yeah, two or three weeks of trial. Uh, Daniel Shaver's two weeks. Daniel Shaver's wife released a uh, about a two and a half minute video on Thursday um, about the officers involved in the in her husband's killing. But what I'm going to try to keep us online here. Um, are the intent for the episode is we're not going to necessarily focus on um, George Floyd and. Um, you know, and Daniel Shaver, and um, who am I thinking of? Uh, who is the who is the Taser, Taser, Taser? Uh, um, the lieutenant, uh, Dwayne Wright, Dwayne Wright, and the lieutenant. Um, we're not going to focus on Ahmad Arbery, or Aubrey. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, now they will come up as like substance and as evidence and you know, qualifying points um, because I, we have I feel talked like there's going to be a bit of a shotgun approach to this. Like there's going to be a lot of anecdotal things we're going to bring up. Exactly. But yeah. But uh, we have all three of us at some point have mentioned police actions and killings. Um, this week's episode is not necessarily about not focused in on police action against the minority community. Uh, the way I would like to proctor this is talking about police actions in general, how we yeah, see how we see solving the problem, how we see reducing um, violent police actions. Uh, now, there, of course, we will be talking about um, unjustified police actions and using a lot of these cases, but that's kind of how I see it. So, I'm going to start it off with some data. And so there was a do-do-do-do-do. On April 16th, there was an article released, and I pulled it from Business Insider, but it's gone from it's gone to several places. Uh, the, the group MappingPoliceViolence.org found that from police accountability data across the United States, there was only 18 days in 2020 where there were zero police attributed deaths which means I think it means that police action was directly involved with the death of a civilian so you have four days in January you have two days in February 
You have one day in April, two days in May, two days in June, one day in August, two days in September, two days in October, and one day in December. Gives you 18 days in 2020 that the police did not kill somebody. That is fucking wild. 18 days of the entire year Um, that someone was not killed by the police. If you look at the heat map on this thing, too, so they basically have it as zero killed, one killed, two killed, or three plus killed. So the days where, so let's take July. July had, and every day in July, somebody was killed by police action. There was only five, six days, as I'm looking at this heat map. There was only six days where only one person died due to police action. There was only six days, seven days, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's only seven days where two people were killed by police action. So what did I just say? Six and seven, so 13, so 18, the other 18 days of July, at least three three people were killed by police action. Um, in May, there was one, there was two days where nobody died. There was three days where one person died. There was four days where two people died. And two, five, and nine, which means the other 22 days, at least three people were killed by police action. Well, the good news is I just Googled and found an entire swimmers cut plate carry package with plates for fucking 290s. So I'm about to be just riding dirty. Police get and got shit on me. They 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 mistake their taser. I'm covered. Yeah. Hey, um, I I got a question. Let's do it. That's what we're talking about. Why? Why is this important? I'm not being funny this time. Nope. Right. Like, why is it important to talk about? Um, police being implied or incurring charges of manslaughter. Why? Why is this important? I mean, to me, it seems as if there are two sides of the fence. You're them or you're the rest of us. And if you're the rest of us, there's a good chance that they are scared of you. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, 328, And that's how they talk about it. Like, that's how police talk about it. That's how they see it. It's uh, they're the good guys. Everyone else is probably the bad guys. So I think the... And I don't care if I talk in generalizations in this episode because I feel strongly about this. So I think we approach this twofold. I think we go through and we talk about um, each each of our individual issues with police activities and police departments. Um, and then we circle, we, we saki this and we circle back and we talk about how we like to see issues fixed. Um, so either one of you two first, uh, issues that you have with the police activity and we'll, We'll just kind of do it as the uh, one person takes it, describes their issues, the next person takes it, describes their issues, the next person takes it, describes their issues, and then we can come together and have a conversation about that. Uh, Cody, you want to flip a coin or you just want to? Alpha quarter, buddy. You got it. Yeah, your name's Aaron. So you get Aaron. Yeah, you're double. Uh, So I got a couple issues. It's very 
few and far in between, but what I'd say is that my issue with the police is really that I don't know any better. I know when I've done something wrong, but I know there's a judicial process. So because I've done something wrong, allegedly, and you're a cop, and you're in my face, and I'm quite literally in the spotlight, how am I able to represent myself when you are monitoring my every movement? Um, my second issue is, is mostly just with um, the extent of how many people are extrajudicially um, executed at the hands of public servants. And really that's that's it just there's nothing else it nothing there's nothing else to it. Okay, fair enough. Uh Cody, what do you got? <sighs> Remember, right, just so issues first. What's that? Said so just the issues you have immediately. Um, I would say my biggest issues immediately would be uh, most of the inca- – so I probably should have did some research and all that shit, but most encounters that people have with police can be – don't have to happen. And I think that's my point is we live in a overly policed – and when I say overly policed, I mean overly manned policed – society where there's a constant threat of if you turn a lane too fast if you you know switch lanes too fast if you like don't realize your fucking license plate light is out there there's there's so many encounters that we have the police that don't have to occur like they're putting themselves in that danger that don't need to occur and i think that's my biggest issue with the police is Oftentimes, it seems like what you read about folks in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's a movement to contact uh, theory. Can you explain what that means? uh, So essentially, they are just walking around trying to see if someone's going to shoot at them or find a reason to stop somebody. Okay, so the cops are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that is my experience. That's definitely what I see out in the world is... Most of the times, they don't have to be there, but they put themselves there. Okay. Now, I can go a lot deeper and rant for another 30 minutes, but you said just my initial issues. Yeah, because so you know, we're going to get into it, right? That's that's We are going to get into personal feelings and you know whatever data or anything you have like that. Um, but yeah, just initial, initial issues. Um, so my initial issues are the lack of training. Um, that the general police force has. Um, so yeah. So JM, what's the what's the what's what's the normal uh, police academy? Is it six months? So a in year? the United oh, States, probably just a hair longer than um, an infantryman's. So take your basic training, so which it, is fourteen weeks. It ranges. So there is a range across the states. Uh, there is a low, there is low end and a high end. If y'all, I'm, I'm looking at the data right here. So if y'all would like to take a guess at the low end and then the high end, we can do that. Just 
L- low end is three months. So put that in terms of weeks. Low end. Let do everything in terms of weeks. So are you saying twelve weeks for three months? Okay, yeah. Tw- I'm saying low end is twelve weeks. Okay. And I'll, I'll say, say high end of oh, fourteen's good. Twelve too. and fourteen. I'll say high end is twenty weeks. Okay, Aaron, you got a high end. I'll go thirty-six. Okay. okay, is this city? This is city police, not like state troopers, FBI, et cetera. So correct? it's to carry a like, gun on behalf. Don't of give the, me a technicality. No, to carry a gun on behalf of the state. But even your your city personnel are carrying your your local PD are carrying a gun on behalf of the state and acting in a police manner because they are enforcing Dude, laws. I changed my I changed my I changed my answers. Okay, well then it's change your tw- yeah. So change your answers because your local police department. It's twelve and thirty. Twelve and thirty, and Aaron is at fourteen and thirty six. So, because you got to remember that your local police officers are enforcing state laws, so they're mm-hmm. carrying a gun on behalf of the state. So, um, there are states, and I'm not. It doesn't tell me what states, but it ranges across the fifty states from as few as ten weeks up to thirty six weeks. And so we're going from two and a half months, effectively, um, to thirty six weeks, so nine months. That's kind not of. even a fiscal quarter. Correct. Um, as compared to a lot of Western European and other nations around the world, which are generally over a year. Germany, I think, is 18 months. Yeah. Um, there are there are countries uh, such as Finland and Norway, which, must, which require police officers to attend three-year universities and leave with degrees in effectively criminal justice. Um before they even become police officers. So my initial issue with the police the with police in the United States is a lack of training. Uh, a lack of formal training and a lack of uh, sh- ongoing training. Ongoing, I'd yeah, say. continual tra- or continuous training and then um, also situational. So like stress shooting and stuff like that. Cool. So that's only issue. Where do you want to jump off at? Wait, because that's I'm, only. I'm a little pissed off right now. That's only issue number one. Issue number two is the lack of accountability, um, and I will stand behind. I, I know what, I, I know what is meant when AOC says defund the police. We're going to get into that eventually. What what defunding the police looks like, um, but the lack of accountability is going to be my, my second issue with it. Um, and that all goes back to qualified immunity. If you do not fear repercussions for your actions, then you become bolder and more emblazoned and more likely to take critical actions when less critical steps could have been taken. So, those are my initial points. Uh, now let's discuss. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Aaron's first. So your initial issues. Let's let's discuss this. Let's let's talk about it. Let's hash this out and figure out what are what can we do? What are we doing about this? Or can we? Okay, so we know that there's enough publicity on this specific issue to know that there is a problem. So we don't need to talk about the body cam footage. We don't need to talk about the neck brace for Floyd. Yeah. The rear naked chokehold, any any of that shit which has been deemed. The fact that Derek Chauvin is shown in 2017 kneeling on somebody else's neck and being told to get off. 
that we didn't even hear about before this case happened, and we never would have had this yeah, case. Yeah, you got lucky and, and that again, guy what, didn't what, die. Just one more time. What, what's the question? So let's 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 discuss your issues because you brought up something in there that that really like hit home for me because I just had the conversation. Um, but your issues were what with un, not knowing your rights or effectively like or do your rights matter or do your rights matter with the police oh, when, when you've got the the spotlight in your in your face so look um i'll give you a personal anecdote i'm, I'm not proud of it but i'm just gonna go right into it um i've got some. and i think everybody's no we're all gonna tell stories it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a campfire conversation look i i broke the law and i drove drunk um i'd been doing it for a while i just had it coming so the cops pulled me over. I ran a stop sign because I wanted to get home quicker because I had to pee real bad. I'd been on the road for 45 minutes. Never you mind. And so now I've got the cops in my face, and they're asking me a bunch of questions, and I'm fucked up, dude. I know I was wrong. I really do. But I had no idea what I should say or do, and I just froze up because I've got, like, three or four officers just kind of standing in front of me like looking at me it was I don't know how else to put it other than it was a really embarrassing situation to be in because I shouldn't have done it in the first place and now I'm caught quite literally with my pants down and not literally figuratively because uh, you weren't peeing then you just needed to pee oh I really needed to pee <laughs> I really had to pee. Where I was like, stop sign, four-way, Fort Carson. I already know where I'm at. I'm going to run this one because I've ran it before. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing was explained to me. I I knew I was fucked up, and I knew I was wrong, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do from here. Am I supposed to just tell the truth and just admit guilt here? Like, I have no idea. Like, what's the, what's the most reasonable... Um, outcome here now i was adjudicated to the fullest extent of the law um and it wasn't comfortable however i'm still alive so for that i'm thankful well i mean yeah so but without education and i still don't have any because guess what i i don't want to break the law and i don't intend to break the law again how However, it's still like, um, it's still in the back of your mind. Oh, I had it. Yeah, you were I like, had, you could have been one hand reach into your pocket for a piece of gum away from not being on this podcast. I mean, th- you know, that was four or five years ago. I don't know if that was really on my mind, getting killed. Oh, that's always on my mind. <laughs> so, um, you brought up a good point there, Aaron. Uh, and... The the issue brought up is you don't know your rights. Um, and do you have any? And do you have any? So unfortunately, you do have rights. But unfortunately, uh, fortunately, you do have rights. Unfortunately, uh, which has been proven time and time and time again, the peace officers in this situation either don't fully understand the law that they are forcing, or they have determined that because they are in a place of power that they can make up their own laws. 
Uh, Cody, what was one of the first things that I told you when you got to North Carolina? I don't recall. Okay, yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Um, so, did I go to North Carolina? You did. So, oh, okay. uh, North Carolina does not have any laws regarding what's known as a Terry stop. So, oh yeah, you, you you're telling me it was like weird libertarian shit about like refusing things. Yeah. So there, I just thought you were like on some weird Reddit groups. <laughs> nope. So because I because I. And, you know, the officer that pulls me over is never going to care because they're going to be like, oh, where did you get your law degree at? And I can be like, oh, the same fucking place you got yours at, which is 36 weeks of reading the Internet. Um, but North, Carol- North Carolina does not have Terry stops. So there is no such thing in North Carolina as a uh, is a failure to identify. Unless you are under arrest. Now, this is not... This is not, I got pulled over. If you got pulled over, then you have to provide your documentation that says you're allowed to drive. But if I'm walking down the street, there's nothing that, and I am not breaking the law. If I'm walking down the street, an officer comes up and says, what are you doing? Who are you? I don't have to identify myself, period, whatsoever. Texas has the same law. Texas refusal to identify, or failure to identify law says, I can only be charged with the crime if I have been placed under arrest and I refuse to give information or I give false information about who I am. But if I'm being detained, which means the officer is asking me a question and attempting to interrogate me, I don't have to answer any questions. I can say, nope. And he can say, you have to give me your ID. And I can say, nope. And he could say, I'm placing you under arrest. And I go, great. And he could place but me you under. you can't say you're Mickey Mouse, like, because that would be nope. falsely representing nope. yourself. I can say, I can say whatever the fuck I want until he okay. puts me under arrest. Once I'm under well, arrest. You can lie. Correct. Once I'm under arrest, I must correctly identify myself and give him either valid information or the correct information. Anything prior to, to that is not failure to identify so what the police so when ron white gets arrested and he's like you got me you got the tater yeah that's what that means yeah so it's that and again it, this just goes back to what aaron was saying is i'm you're not willfully ignorant nobody taught you the education system has failed you the education system has told you that the police officers are the absolute and you must comply with whatever they say and you see a lot of stuff on social media that says, well... Why didn't you just comply? If you comply with their orders, you won't get shot. And then you look at Daniel Shaver, who complied with the orders and is lit up in a hotel in a hotel um, hallway. Well, his, his orders like, hands up to your side and with L's. Yeah. Like, just the most absurd orders possible. And the guys... And then my dude just didn't want his butt... His butt crack showing, and so he's and he's crawling. He's got his legs crossed, and he's crawling on the ground, like by his nose, yelling, "Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! I'm sorry." Reaches back to pull up his pants so his asshole's not exposed to these officers, and gets lit up. Right, um, the officer. I will. I will say that is one one piece of evidence saying no one should be wearing basketball shorts except for basketball players playing basketball. You know, and his wife 
um, his wife goes on a rant because uh, Phil Bra- uh, Brailsford, the officer who killed him, was able to, so he was like put on leave and then let go and then they basically reinstated him so he could get his pension and he the police department helped him file bankruptcy but during the bankruptcy hearing he he just requests that he's able to keep the firearm he used during that shooting. The sergeant that was in charge of the investigation retired the same day so he could keep his pension um, because Daniel Shaver complied and was still shot. So for everybody out there who says comply and you won't get killed, I highly recommend you go look at the Daniel Shaver shooting because he complied with all the officer's orders and was still killed. Um, this doesn't. This is, has nothing to do with the 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 unknowing of your or the not knowing your rights. I think we rights. saw this week with uh, Adam Toledo. His he, cops told him with his hands up. His hands were up. Still got shot. Um, yeah. So a lot of it, um, unfortunately, Aaron, what you're talking about is, you know, not knowing your rights. It is your right as soon as you're pulled over to not answer any questions. I. I stopped answering questions a long time ago. When I get pulled over, I have my license and registration, and when they ask me how fast do I, how fast was I, or do you know how fast you're going, I say yes. They go, how fast do you think you were going? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not answering that. Well, why not? Because it could be used against me. I'm not answering that question. Well, I'm just trying to help you. Cool. Write me the ticket. You think I was doing something wrong. We'll go from there. Yeah, um, it'd be easier to pay the ticket than go through the. Well, I mean, half the time. The hey, I clocked you. Half time is a fishing expedition. Yep, it, and absolutely is. Uh, did you know that? Here's a, here's a fun one, um, and I'm I'm doing some googling while because I'm trying to get into Washington state law. I just know North Carolina because as soon as I moved out here, I started looking up North Carolina law, and I know Texas law. So at least in North Carolina and Texas, and I'm going to find out here in Washington, did you know that my passengers don't have to give ID? No idea. Cody, do you know your passengers don't have to give ID if you get pulled over DUI or reckless driving uh, or anything like that? You know, like actually, I did know that, and I've experienced that. Yeah. Because they're not the ones on, they're not the ones being detained. They did nothing wrong. It is it is a fourth it is a fourth amendment violation for them to be questioned because they were not the ones operating the vehicle. It is unlawful search and seizure for them to give up ID and be frisked or anything along that within the means of the traffic stop. Yeah, I mean, and these are all those like got you laws that probably people are giving up all the time, like because they don't know. No, I exactly. know. I don't know everything. Aaron doesn't know everything. JM does because he's JM. <laughs> but the rest of us out here don't know every fucking book of the law, and we're definitely like giving up more than we should. I, I feel like that's probably true. Yeah, well, I would completely agree with that and I I guess I didn't realize that you had the opportunity or the ability to just say no I'm not going to answer this because I don't want it used against me I, I think that's great verbiage however um, you can, it, is state, and it is state to state and I think it does it does warrant some research and I wonder if maybe we just could pull up some general how to's for interacting with the uh, 
Well, I feel it's, it's all a gamble. It, I mean, you can you can uh, give. Of course, the other option is just get shot or choked out. Yeah, I mean, you can give a little bit of like extructionist, and like you, everyone knows police do not like it when you start like, no, 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 I've got rights. I mean, we've all heard ninety nine problems. <laughs> he's like, oh, you some type of lawyer or something? It's like, he's like. I didn't pass the bar, but I know a little bit that you can't illegally search my shit. Exactly. And so we could all learn a thing from Jay-Z. So let's let's solve Aaron's issue first, right? So how do we solve Aaron's issue? My answer is quit drinking. No, my not aside of that, right? But my answer is know your rights. Exactly know what your rights as a citizen of Washington State and as a citizen of America. What constitutional rights do you have from your state? What constitutional rights do you have from your federal government? I'm kind of getting into like the sovereign citizen stuff, but um, for me, I think I think that the officers don't care what your rights are because they believe that from a position of power, your rights are what they want them to be. You know what your rights are. Do you think that that in their minds that's quite literally, or is that just kind of like, I'm wearing the hat, I'm wearing the uniform, I I saw you do something wrong? I think for, for the most part, it's I make the rules and you do what I say because they're coming from a position of authority. They immediately have... I've been, I've been in a uniform... I've been in a position of authority, and I don't really care about much. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's, but it's some not of to say do. that I don't care about like not following the law. But it's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, but you've just, you've been in that. So all three of us, all three of us, have been in that position. And let's just talk about the military because this is a great this is a great parallel, right? So we have people that are placed over us that outrank us in one form or the other that you dis- have to do whatever they say. You have to do whatever they as say. As long as it's lawful. But, as long as it's lawful and it's up to you know what the fuck is no, lawful. No, 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 but they say you have to do this and you go no, the regulations say. And you can only fight that battle for so long before you become beca- before you become disobedient, right? And then it becomes a whole other issue. Which doesn't exist in the civilian sector. You can I, I can tell him to fuck off all day. If he wants to arrest me, fine. We'll pull the body cam footage and let's see who was fighting, who was valid or invalidating whom's constitutional rights. It, you know, and that's kind of the way when you said you've been in uniform. But I guarantee you, Aaron, at some point, somebody over you said you have to do this. You say no, I don't. And they're like, no, you're going to do it. And then you ran to like your immediate supervisor and was like. Um, they say I have to do this, and then that guy got pissed off and stormed off. He was like, nope, let me go fight this battle because you don't have to do it, right? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Y'all are going to have to rein me in because like, I will talk. No, it's an exhausting conversation. I'll... No, and I think it's an important one because there is that disconnect between what do you have to comply with? What uh, what are your rights that are, you know, because a lot of those con- constitutional rights that, you know, you, 
People people only talk about the second and the first when it's convenient, but there's those other ones in there. The fourth that and the really fifth really protect your ass. Yeah, it's like the fourth, the fourth and the fifth, the third, and the fifth. Three, four, five, fifth, fifth. You know, you you plead those, and uh, those are really there to, I mean, in in a lot of ways, save you from yourself. So, what does pleading the fifth look like? Pleading the fifth says, "I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to answer that question because I feel like it could be used against me." You never, yeah, you, you you have the right to not incriminate yourself. You, you which, do not explicitly have to say, I plead the fifth. All you have to say is, I'm not answering that question because I feel like it could be used against me. Yeah. You know, it, you know what is the Fourth Amendment? The Fourth Amendment is protecting us from a lawful search and seizure. A lawful search and seizure is you get pulled over. They ask you for license or registration. interactions with cops. Go ahead, Jam. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So unlawful search and seizure is you get pulled over by the police and they look in your back seat. They don't have permission to search your vehicle. You're pulled over for a traffic violation and all they can do is assert the traffic violation. They do not have the right to look anywhere else because it is it is not the reason you were pulled over. The reason you were pulled over was for doing 65 and a 60. Great. Issue me the citation. You don't have reason to look in my back seat for whatever reason. That is not within the scope of your investigation. So when I was 16, no, no, I, yeah, I was 16. I didn't have a toolbox on my, in my truck yet because a toolbox for 16-year-olds is just a place to hide beer. We can all agree on that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So If you're from Texas. <laughs> if you're from Texas. And you're driving a 1990 Chevy with the stick shift, <laughs> but uh, so I'm 16, and there's still there's a curfew. It's midnight. Like you are not supposed to be out in the streets uh, past midnight in Texas, or at least Round Rock, Texas at the time. I had gone swimming at like some like neighborhood pool. I had some beer. Well, back then, I just had a uh, an old. USPS mail bin that I would just like throw random shit into and like I bungee strapped it all together so it wouldn't slide around. Yeah, Sounds so I cool. had that. And uh, I had a the rest of like a 12 pack of Keystone in this mail bin and my wet swim trunks were covering it. So I get pulled over at 12.05 on Gatta School Road in Round Rock. I'm almost home. Like I am probably a mile and a half from home. And I get pulled over. They said I was going like 51 and a 45, that type of bullshit. And at the time, I'm 16 and like I'm shaking scared because I know I have beer in the back of my truck. I'm fucked. And I've been drinking. Well, they don't ask me. They don't ask me. I've been drinking, but they ask if like, uh, oh, you know, it sort of smells like alcohol. Can we take a look in here? And I'm like. I know I don't have anything inside my truck. So I'm like, yes, absolutely. You can look in here. They do. I'm standing there in the back of my truck. I'm standing there by my truck, right where that mail bin is. They look through like, well, you got nothing. I guess get home fast because you're not supposed to be out. So I barely squeaked by without any sort of a charge just because the cops didn't think to check the bed of my truck. But again, I was 16 and stupid, and I let them search. When I pro- If I was a little bit smarter, a little wiser, I would have said, ah, no, I mean, that's not really what this is about. 
but I was 16. I didn't know. I got lucky. So quick side note, uh, Aaron, for you, uh, Washington does not have a stop and ident- stop an ID law. Can you say that again? Washington State does not have a stop and ident- ID law. So the states that have an obligation to identify with stop and identify laws are Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Montana. I'm sorry, Missouri is Kansas City only. Uh, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina to an extent because I just read through that law. North Dakota, Ohio, Rhode Island, Utah, Vermont, and Wisconsin. If I didn't mention your state you and an officer approaches you while you're not driving on the street and asks you for identification, it's illegal. Man, I can't wait till your internet improves. <laughs> Am I dropping all but, this? Uh, hopefully that's a good thing. I don't know. I, I really don't. But, yeah, hopefully it's good. Thumbs up? Yeah, I'm sorry. Thumbs up. My internet keeps dropping on y'all. No, it's good. Um, yeah. All right, let's tackle Cody's laws. Let's tackle Cody's issues here. Okay, so, I mean, I kind of – I've had some run-ins with the police, and they mostly go – Are you outlaw country? My way. I'm more outlaw country than most of today's top country music artists. Okay, so when you say that you're well, outlaw country, not Morgan Whalen. you have been. I feel known like me and Morgan Whalen are on the same page. Yeah, well, but he's a racist, so I don't like him. Whalen, Morgan, Morgan Whalen. Oh, well, I mean, Whalen was probably racist too. Let's what? Let's they be all, honest. They all had a they all had a baseline of like they probably like. Hey, that guy's a pretty good singer for a colored guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, buddy, that's Charlie Pride. He's a legend. Willie was probably the only one who wasn't just like a racist because he was too Even high him, to care. I feel like guys he had, don't he ruin this for me. Had his moments in the sixties and seventies. All right, <laughs> Cody's issues. So the disconnect between a constitutional carry and broken window policeman or policing plus whatever you mentioned. So I mean. I can go into police like for most part, I feel like every time most of the police shootings that we see don't need to occur. The police never had to have stopped the individual. They never had to intervene whatsoever on most of the high profile police issues that we have seen. That I mean, I feel like most of those things can be done through a very invasive uh, surveillance state. But at least people aren't going to be fucking killed by the police. They're just going to get annoying tickets in the mail. But um, outside of that, I Move think I that. have a really big issue. So we have these police shootings, and they oftentimes the justification, you know, beyond the like, oh, he had an air freshener. Oh, I thought it was my apartment. Like, end of the day, most of these police are going to say, I was fearful for my life. That is their. That is the card they can play that will get them out of every jail for free, for the most part, I would say. Uh, we can all agree that like, that is the magical words to say. Yeah. Okay. So, you have this. You have that. Uh, fearful of your life allows you to light somebody up and put them out of your misery. However, you have this other side of the equation where you have the NRA and all these... Uh, really right-leaning organizations out there clamoring their state uh, capitals for constitutional carry, meaning 
that they want people, all peoples in their states, to have the right to carry a gun without any sort of background check, without any... Well, I guess that's not true to say. You can't say without any background check because you had to buy the gun, usually, unless you buy it from a third party or a gun show, whatever. But right now in Texas, at least, there's a baseline of having to attend an LTC course. That'd be license to carry, which gives you authorization to carry either concealed or open. I have one. I really don't carry. I I don't really have the need to most of the time. And I drink. So, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to carry a gun. (laughs) However, in that course... It's at least a baseline course of proper handgun safety, handling, and shooting. Now, in that course, I took it. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with anything there. However, some people in that class were first-time gun handlers. And there were a few folks who definitely shot other people's paper. I I mean, we all know that's not exactly a good sign of someone with proper gun handling sense. And that's okay. It's their first time, but there's also their first time shooting and they're doing it for their certification to carry a gun. Now this now in Texas, you have a group trying to just take away that baseline competency test, much like, you know, all of us had to take a driver's license test to operate a vehicle. Oh God. No, 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 finish your story. I have a question after all this is over. Well, I mean, so what I'm getting to is right now there's a baseline gun handling understanding, and that gives you the right to open or concealed carry. Right now in Texas, people want to make it a constitutional carry where no questions asked. You have the right to carry a gun any way you want, and that's it. Well, so you have that. I could, So now they're saying your citizenry can just carry a gun everywhere so you can open carry in north carolina and i will tell you that there are a lot of people in fayetteville that open carry like the that's fucking crazy the um the lady behind the counter at the barbecue joint that i was talking about the wife of the guy uh like had a like open carry glock 40 on her hip while she's counting counting me out and i feel like i was scared for her because she's a middle-aged black woman, open carrying a gun. Don't like that in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I went, this uh, like unfortunately, my first thought was, this is how by he- middle-aged is she? What is she's thirty-five? Apparently, <laughs> she was. Yeah, they're like in their late thirties, early forties, right? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! Get the fuck out of here! We're not 30. thirty-five. Is not middle age, bro. Anyway, been on living that long. It's so, his oh, so, middle so age. So somebody in their mid thirties was carrying a gun. Oh my god! So they're middle age. Get the fuck so out of here! Somebody in their middle age. Correct. Dude. Someone who's someone who's twenty seven. I, I gotta get this one off my chest, dude. I gotta get it off my chest. We're not middle aged. All right, whatever. Yes. The point the point is is that there was a mid to late thirties black woman in Fayetteville open carrying gun, and my first thought was, This is how you get shot. Yeah, and that goes with where I was long windedly going this is so you have this huge clamoring for open carry, open you know, constitutional carry. Well, you also have a police force that are scared for their lives all the fucking time. So, yeah, so we're going to promote everyone to carry a gun 
but we're going to have a police force that will light you the fuck up for any 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 reason for them to feel scared. So now you are scary. They're scared. Are so is the NRA's end goal to just have people fucking die in the no, streets? This is thank really you for understand. smoking. Thank you for smoking. Thank Bring you for smoking. In. This that's is a, no. This is really good. good this is really good because what Cody brought up is pretty circuitous. So people Say it again and explain and tell me the definition of what you just said. Circuitous. Like it's yeah. What the fuck is that? It's uh, it it's circular, right? So you get okay, it, you end you. up in this you end up in this death spiral. So yeah, it's a quagmire, right? So you have you have two parts of this. You have um, you have the citizens and you have the police. And Cody is saying that the citizens want to open carry, and he's also saying that the poli- I think special interest groups want to convince civilians to open carry. But let's just go off it. Of, like yeah, we citizens want to carry. And we're worried that the police are going to shoot them because they're scared. Well, why are the police scared? The police are scared because the people are angry. And why are the people angry? The people are angry because police have overreacted. And because police have overreacted, that people have reacted in such a way that makes police scared. Because police are scared now, they're going to shoot people who they think are overreacting. And then people are going to overreact to that police action, which makes the police even more scared, which makes them more inclined to shoot people. And so it's this yeah, like... it's the snake eating its tail forever. Yeah, the Ouroboros. I poop into your butt, you poop into my butt, back and forth forever, except there's dead bodies. Oh, so Ouroboros, is, I think, is what you're trying to think of. Um, that's yeah. the snake eating its own tail. Ouroboros? Ouroboros is like the lights in Alaska. No, it's... Uh, yeah, Ouroboros. Yeah, Ouroboros is the snake that eats itself. Um and that's what and that's what we're talking about, right? And so it's this like entire death spiral. Well, why are the police scared? Well, the police are probably scared because the people are upset because the police are enforcing laws which aren't actually laws. And so the poli- the people react to that. And that definitely goes into my second point about broken window policing. Yeah, explain broken which- window policing. Just so like I explained, broken window policing is probably most famous as the what Giuliani has said is why New York City went from gritty and grimy in the seventies and eighties to Bubba Gump Shrimp, Applebee's, Times Square, all that bullshit. You know, super clean and nice now. I used to so broken windows wrong, policing would be, you know. A window breaks, you fix it, you patrol it, whatever. Like, you're out there in the streets, kind of in the same vein as, like, stop and frisk. Like, you're essentially looking for a reason to police. So you're you're saying that it's, it's um, that the police departments or the police force is looking at, um, oh, what is it, causality, right? Because yes. this happened, you, we are looking for causality. Because this yeah. happened, no, there it. must be this here, so we will increase police presence because we believe this is here. Well, I'm sure it's worked in the past. Yeah, because stop and frisk has always worked so well. I mean, so guess who gets <laughs> stopped and frisk? It's not the three of us. Oh, who's by the way, I'm making frisk. sarcastic faces. This oh, yeah, is a complete no, we side, but related. Audience. Has anyone here read uh, Freakonomics? Yeah. Aaron, Freakonomics? No. Yeah, back when it came okay. out, like the early 2010s or something like that. All right, well, I'm I'm really like cutting this down to a baseline understanding of it just because it's been a while since I read it. But one of the things that stuck out with me was it talks about New York City's crime rates in the 90s and how they dropped. 
I think JM knows where I'm going with this. I I do. <laughs> so, and uh, we're gonna lose our entire right wing listenership. I don't I don't one. care about them. <laughs> I do. So, I so I mean, Giuliani puts the drop in crime in the '90s to his broken window policing. Like his police are out there, window breaks. We're gonna fix it, and we're gonna arrest who's responsible. Yada yada. Like. And which so leads to a higher economics, which I can't remember the name of their uh, economics, but they just look at the data and he makes a pretty compelling correlation between Roe versus Wade and the legalization of abortion and the crime drop in the 90s in America. How essentially like people who would have been born into homes where they would be allowed to just go out, commit crimes and, you know, cross color lines, whatever. Like folks whose parents would have just been like absentee and whatever. Well, those people weren't being born anymore, so there's just a drop in crime. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up, but I was like, eh, maybe. When you read the book, um, did you go to the bibliography to verify the sources? These guys are good. No, this is a very. I wrote it. I read it when I was like 19, but yeah, I mean, it's like 50 pages of background and like this is not like bill o'reilly saying abortion no this this. is a like statistical this is a statistical harvard statistician a harvard uh economics if i'm not mistaken they had a uh freakonomics had a show oh it's got a podcast now no 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 it had a yeah then no they did a show they had a documentary in 2010 also so you can go watch the documentary on the show yeah, and so, I mean, that's definitely not my point of the podcast is uh, kill babies, we'll have less crime, and the police will have nothing to do, but I just thought that was... Uh, I brought a broken window policing, and it reminded me of that. That's all. Um, yeah, so broken window policing can be... You can also relate that to uh, revenue policing, which we can, as a podcast, we all read The Fighting Bunch. Yes. And we all recall the way that police were paid in The Fighting Bunch. Well, I mean... I guess that's not true anymore. Like you no longer get paid per arrest. Well, that's the that, that's like the joke. Everybody gets pulled over. Every every Karen you see on TikTok or YouTube or whatever that says screaming at some officer because she was using her cell phone doing seventy in a in a school zone without her seatbelt on. It gets pulled over and goes, "Oh, I guess you're just trying to meet your quota." I think there are quotas in a way, <sighs> correct? In some towns. But but that's kind of like. Along the yeah, same it's, lines. It's of, not quite the same way as the fighting bunch where, yeah. like, you're incentivized to pull Aaron over because you can get 25 bucks out of it. Exactly. Or I had to go pee. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need to carry pee. You need to work for Amazon. Get Jeez, some of those pee I get yetis. so defensive about it sometimes where I'm like, I know I was wrong, but I had to pee. I'd already been on the road for 45 minutes. But, but no, but nobody. You know what? All of us. If you worked for, all three you were for Amazon, they would give you a Yeti bottle to pee in. All three of us. And have, then you wouldn't unionize. All three of us have been arrested. So, like, it's yes. not a big deal. Oh. Jesus. I didn't. You know, we should call this the Outlaw the outlaw Podcast. Oh, I, I've got two overnighters, but three arrests. I've only got one arrest. I, I've only stayed in the drunk tank. Twice. Yeah. I've got a bu- I got a bunch of tickets. Not lately, but like on one No, on, no, I'm tickets don't count. Tra- I'm talking like on actual one trip arrest. home from Lubbock, Texas, I got five speeding tickets. 
Yeah, I was arrested for um, oh, yeah. destruction of pro- no. Uh, I was arrested for was it? it was some kind of like weird theft charge because we were stealing construction supplies to make skate ramps in my buddy's backyard. Yeah, my first one was evading the police in a curfew violation when I was 14. And then I should have got a minor in possession when I was 17, but I walked on that one. And I got two PIs, one at 19 and one at like 22, right before I went to OCS, like five months beforehand. (laughs) And I didn't, I never told the, uh, FBI background people, so I'm glad that didn't work out. Oh no, I've told every, like I still qualify for a top secret even with Maybe everything I did I've t- done. You know, what I did tell them. I was like, "Hey, this happened." They're like, "You paid the ticket?" They're like, "Yes." They're like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, how do we? F- but the San Marcos one, I was definitely well. It's your fault because you pushed Cal- on. I was definitely my fault. Well, was, you were at Cal. Was, well, first of all, you were at Cowboys, so that's your fault. Or bro- brothers. I was not at Cowboys. I was at nephews. Nephews, whatever. You were at nephews, so it was your fault. They scuffed up my pretty new Lizard Lou Casey's when they put me to the ground, and they just, like, not a knee in the neck, but a knee in the fucking back, and they just, like, kept putting those cuffs on tighter. Like, I had some deep purple bruises the next day. Nice. Like, if there was video, if there was camera phones back in 2010 that were good enough, they there have been just fucking dozens of people videotaping me yelling, like, I'm not resisting. I'm not fucking resisting. Would you have done the don't tase me, bro? <laughs> Essentially, that's what it was. I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking resisting. What is going on here? Like this like this cop cut my legs out and just fucking slams to the ground, knee to the back, and just keeps cu- tightening the cuffs. I don't know. Looking crazy. Anyhow, yeah, broken window policing. So broken window policing can also be seen as what we look at as revenue policing in the sense that not in, that's not the right term. So any traffic stop these days is taking like that's where most police shootings happen is a traffic stop. If you've not noticed in the news, goddamn near every police shooting is around a car because the police have found some reason to pull you over. And uh, now they're like, oh, hey, you had a dim taillight bulb. And then you've got some reason to feel squirrely. They get nervous and you're dead in the side of the road. Yeah. So essentially we are broken window policing all across the fucking the road. So it's, oh, hey, they have a taillight out. That's a good reason. Pull them over and let's see what else we can get them for. And that's what it feels mm-hmm. like. What else can we get them for? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, before Jam gets back, I'm a big fan of. Let's take the fucking cops out of all this traffic stop shit and let's just have not necessarily drones, but have. Why isn't our surveillance state just shipping you a fucking ticket to pay for this shit? And if you don't pay for the ticket, then a guy shows up. Like the police don't have to put themselves in that danger. They can put that shit off to your friendly neighborhood Robocop. Well, you know, we sit here and. We're complaining about, we're not complaining, we are assessing, we are diagnosing, and we are forming thoughts on what... I just want the police not to feel so scared, so if they didn't have to pull me over, they wouldn't be so scared. Yeah, we're forming these thoughts on what the police are in the United States, but when you go overseas, um, there is a whole 
different level of um, authority that are given to police. So um, Germany. Germany is a great example. So you have um, you have the proper, or sorry, you have like the different words for you, right? Uh, and the informal would be like do, where I would call I would call both of you do. Um, and then there's a proper version of it, and it's escaping me. Um, but Z. So Z is like the formal version of you. It's basically like Mr. Yeah. or Mrs. Um, you can be fined in Germany for calling police the wrong version of you, like when you're addressing mm -hmm. them. The police also have, the police over there can also compel a blood sample. And by compel a blood sample, that means... They jab you the needle and take it. Well, they have these awesome things that are called repeater beaters. Like that. Which is basically Maybe. like a nightstick, but it's got, uh, or a billy club, whatever you want to call it, but it's spring actuated, so like they swing it once and stop and it hits you about six times, um, and they can compel a blood sample that way. If you refuse to do it, they can do what's needed. hit you with the stick? They can do what's required to get the evidence from you. And guess what people in Germany... Is that called extortion? Nope, not in Germany. It's fully legal. Completely legal oh, there. Okay. What's it called in the United States? Uh, that would be called police brutality. Yeah. That would be a direct violation of the Fourth Amendment because it's unlawful search and seizure. Um, <laughs> but guess what people in Germany don't do? They don't open carry weapons and openly attack police. Why? Because the police are going through years of training and aren't killing citizens just there's, at will. There's probably a little more trust built, I guess. Yeah. So and you know, are would you say would you say the role of police officer has changed in the past, call it sixty years from friendly neighborhood officer? Well, I wouldn't look at I wouldn't look at I wouldn't look at sixty years. Because sixty years ago, you know, that's nineteen sixty and I don't know that we wanna compare 1960s, 50s, 40s, 30s police to... Have y'all watched uh, Them on Amazon yet? No, I, I heard it just came out, though. Yeah, so if you want to see, like, a great horror movie slash, like, a civil horror movie, so it, it's a really good horror show because there are the supernatural aspects of it, but it's also, uh, I think it's 1950s Compton or 1960s Compton when Compton was all white and black families are oh. starting to move there. Like, if you want to see what, like, true terror is, it's kind of like, um, oh, dang, Cody, what was the book? Uh, the uh, the one you sent me to assessment with. Lovecraft Country? Yeah, it's kind of like Lovecraft Country, where it's supernatural, it's but it's also, like, 1960, like, 1960s just racist, and which one is the actual horror there? Is it the supernatural or is it the police? Well, I think what I was getting at is just like what a police officer was to his community at one point versus what they are today. No, because I'm going to say that's indoctrination. I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to say that, like, to your point, what, what the three of us were taught about the police 
is that the police is the authority, and if you're ever in trouble, go to the police. However, if the police stop That's you... That's not what I was taught. <laughs> however, if the police stop you or ask you anything, that they are the authority, and you should obey what they say. Oh, I mean, my parents are drug addicts at one point. they like I, I've had a deep... I've had a deep uh, distrust of the police my okay. entire life. So I think you're the outlier then. Uh, maybe I'm speaking, maybe I'm generalizing what the three of us, but I think the general populace. Aaron, I said, I said were, not are. Anyways, I don't know, Aaron, is that kind of how you're brought up? Like the police are the authority, and if they tell you to do something, you do it. Yep. Yeah. And so what does that tell me? What that tells me is that what they say I have to do because they are the authority. And what that's teaching me is that my rights, I don't have to worry about my rights because the police are going to look after my rights. But in fact, the police aren't looking out for my rights, are they? They're not because they are worried about, and rightfully so, they're worried about going home to their family. But why are they going home to their, why are they worried about that? Self-preservation. Yeah, but again, why are they worried about that? They're worried about that because of the 1930s and 20s and 10s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And they're worried about it because they've... <laughs> the, bi the big joke, you know, you see these videos, and, and it's always the joke of when the police shows up, you know, the, the white guy walks over and shakes the cop's hand and every minority runs. Um, and we've been taught that if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to fear the police. Well, yeah, as a white man, I don't have to fear the police because I didn't do anything wrong, and they're going to base me off of, immediately, it's a white guy. He probably didn't do anything wrong. But that's not what we're seeing. What we're seeing is these men and women who have been placed in authoritative position who now have power over somebody and you know, consciously or unconsciously, you're going to use that power. Um, and it's it's disheartening to have disheartening to have your white social media say, if you just comply, it wouldn't be an issue. But there's all this evidence of people complying and still getting shot. Hey, so I've got a I've got a question. It sounds like we went the long way of kind of talking about why this issue matters um period i don't like talking about things that are problems unless i have an idea on how to fix it do you have any ideas on how to fix this specific problem because it seems more or less an American problem. Um, everybody around us has their own. We have Canadian problems. We have Mexican problems. We have uh, the European the European migrant crisis, right? Uh, everybody has their thing. This seems to be uniquely American. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, if you're asking me. If you're asking me, like, what my my solution to it is, um, immediately it's education and training. It will always go back to education and training. Um, the more education 
in training a a member of society who has been elect or has been um, chosen to protect the other members of society has will do a better job of protecting the members of that society. Uh, we said earlier 10 to 36 weeks. I don't think that 10 weeks of training is enough to know shoot, don't shoot. Um, you know, Aaron, you being a prime infantryman, um, how many how many ranges did you go through of stress shoots and reactionary shoots so you knew when and how to enforce rules of engagement, of when to apply proper force? You know, it's it's been so long I don't remember. Um, I just know how to conduct the drill. But correct, but enough that it it, it was constant, right? Like you were, oh, I know. but it, at least once a year. You're going through some type of stress shoot, some type of reactionary drill, and some sort of rules of enforcement, or I'm sorry, rules of engagement training, correct? ROE, we discussed prior to every patrol. Yeah, what'd you do? Period and bar none. Shout, hey, show, shoot. By the way. Yep. Shout, shove, shoot. Yeah, shout, show, shove, shoot. Shout, yep. You shout. I remember that one. You show, you shove, and then you shoot. Every time. Every time, right? Before we even walked out the door. Yeah. Shout, show, shove, shoot. You look at, you look at, um, uh, do, 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 I'm going to pull it up here. Um, Kimberly Porter. So Kimberly Porter is the officer um, who is, do, 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 Kimberly Porter. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wright. He's right? the, yeah, the uh, Dante Wright. Dante's. Yeah, so Dante Wright Dante. shooting, right? My apologies, right family. So, shout, show, shove, shoot. Your your pistol and your taser are carried on opposite hips. They require different grips. The taser is shorter, and it doesn't generally, unless you have smaller hands, it doesn't require all four fingers around the around the grip. You generally have uh, your pinky finger is below, or it's wrapped think, around your ring finger. Think how much a loaded handgun weighs. It has a different, the weight is carried differently because the taser is at the front of it. Um, that's where it's projected from versus the rounds, which are in your hand. Uh, it is a plastic grip versus a junior like a carbon or a metal grip or a graphite grip. Um, 26 years on the police force screaming taser, taser, taser. And she was also the uh, president. She's a trainer. The, oh, yeah. The she's the leader of the union. There. Yeah. Right. And so there are some. Shout, show, shove, shoot. There's some ROE stuff that gets that gets lost in there. And again, it goes back to training. Is this her fault? At 26 years on the police force, I believe this is her fault. Is this the police department's fault? I absolutely believe so. Because there's not enough training involved. The other half of this is why I say that qualified immunity needs to be ended. Period. Whatsoever. Qualified, immun- yeah. qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. Day, they need to be held to the same standards as anyone else, any other civilian, which they are. Yeah, because qualified immunity is the legal principle that grants government officials performing discretionary functions immunity from civil suits unless the plaintiff shows that the official violated clearly established statutory or constitutional rights of which a reasonable person would have known. Qualified immunity says that I can't shoot. I can't show taser, 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 
shoot them with my gun when they're carried on opposite hips. I've been on the police force for 26 years. At worst, at worst, it's murder. At best, it's a manslaughter charge. Um, but knowing that qualified immunity is there is enough to give a civil servant, a police officer, <laughs> enough um, gusto, enough bravado to say that I don't have to worry about it. If qualified immunity is not there and they have to really think about if I do this, am I going to get brought up on a murder charge? It's enough to make somebody stop and think, right? Because I guarantee you, if the three of us are walking Stopping down- and thinking is probably the root cause of most of this shit. Like, if any, most of these guys stop and thought about what their next actions were, probably a lot less dead people. Yep, but it's the Ouroboros. It's the, they're scared because of previous actions. And because of previous actions, the community is scared. Because of the, pre- the community is scared, and they react. Now the police force are scared. And if we have a more, if we have a better informed and a better trained police force who can stop and think and who have to think about the consequences of their actions, how many times do we get stand, uh, stand your ground laws get brought before cases? Um, how many times does, who is the dude, was it Houston? Are you talking about the, the guy who shot the firefighter? Uh, I was thinking, yeah, there's that one. And then the other one I was thinking about, the dude shots the guy on his front lawn and gets nope, brought up. Same one. Oh, yeah. Same one. Gets brought up. as a firefighter. There's an issue about music, but there have been some prior confrontations, right? Yep. And he yeah. shoots the guy on his front lawn, and he, and, he, and he does the stand your ground statute. Well, immediately you get, you get um, some sort of like man two or man one or like murder three charge brought up against him. Um, but the police officers don't have to worry about this because they have qualified immunity. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a good shoot. Unfortunately, you just like, you know, unfortunately, you just didn't use the best judgment, but you feared for your life, so it's okay that this person is dead. Well, no, it's not that, okay. That sandwich could have been a gun. Good yeah. choice. And it's not. Aaron, we keep talking over you, and... It, I think uh, starting with uh, qualified immunity being disbanded would be a good spot to start with. Um, However, I think my big issue here is that um, the United States is such a huge geographic populace that it's hard to it's hard to solve any problem with one resolution what would be interesting would be to take just some generic metrics for police shootings and compare them to other western nations And there, and from there, deduce what actually. I think there's only one way to get people on the same page. What costs 
taxpayers less money. And I hate putting it into that sort of no metric. That, however, no, that's that's really however, good, especially like, for the people I just, on the right. I want people be on the same page where it's like the data says this. This is what the data says. I don't want to speak out of turn and say that I think it's going to be that way or that I'm just a uh what am I what do my conservative friends call me? Libtard? Yeah. Snowflake? Uh, it's just not a libtard snowflake ideology that cops shouldn't carry tricked out Delta Force M4s, right? Like, I just, I just, I want there to be the, the, the metric there. Well, like, like, so you get like Philip Brailsford in the, in the, and I, I'm going to go, always go back to the Daniel Shaver case because this is one of the worst, worst abuses of police power I have seen in a very long time. Um, now the only thing probably worse than this would have been the Rodney King case, um, that I can think of like recently. Now, this is not to take away from Dante Wright. This is not to take away from George Floyd, but the Daniel Shaver case in my mind is always going to be the like shining example of like just over extent of force because a handgun was, or because a gun was involved. Well, the officer, Philip Brailsford, who, who shot him shot him with a personal AR-15 that he was allowed Ooh, to I carry. Did, yeah, no. Did not know that. The weapon that the weapon that Daniel Shaver was shot with by Officer Brailsford was his personal AR-15 which he was allowed to carry by the Mesa Police Department. That was not as issued that was AR-15. a personal that AR-15. Was he said like this is pretty cool, can I use it? Yep, and they allowed him to carry that with the words you're fucked inscribed on the inside of his dust cover. I do recall that. So that is etched on the inside of his dust cover to the point that when he racks the chamber and the dust cover is exposed, you can see your fucked is inscribed on this because it's his personal AR-15 that he is carrying on duty, and he's already going into that with that mindset. And How many Punisher skulls do you think are on his Toyota Tacoma? Exactly. And then he... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No Easy. offense, Aaron. Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> Hilux. Toyota Tundra. He had a Hilux. That's a Toyota. Still a Toyota is the Hilux. But like he, that's Just what that's get what Toyota he, out of the mind. That's what he's carrying. All right. And his, then after the big old F one fifty. And then after the afterwards, he has the audacity to say that that shooting gave him PTSD. Yeah, to the tune of thirty grand a year. That shooting gave him PTSD. He files bankruptcy with the help of the police department. And then request that the gun that he used, the weapon that he used to commit this murder, be that gave him the PTSD, be returned to him because it meant that much. The thing that gave you the PTSD, you are requesting back from the government so you can have it because you have PTSD and you have your pension and you filed bankruptcy and now I need the thing that gave me the PTSD back because it means that much to me. Well, so it kind of reminds me of like the Chris Kyle way he died. So The dude at the he, range? Yeah. What's that? The guy who shot him at the range? Yeah, so he took a guy with PTSD and brought him out to a range. That guy fucking flipped his shit and killed Chris Kyle. It's so like you do got like it's the same vein of like, yeah, it's so like the one thing that really fucked them in the head also fucks them in the head. 
I, I'm sorry, Aaron. I I jumped in there with what you were saying, but I. No, it's good. It's I I have, yeah. I, at the beginning of this, before we recorded, I I told Aaron I was like, "You're gonna have to rail me on this one because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hard in the paint on." Guys, this. I just want to know that there's something that we can look forward to. Is there reasonable action? Is there reasonable answers to what we have to deal with now? It starts. Yeah. With, so Spartan it kind of sounds like. Um, it starts we'll with just informing. Have to crack another beer and just kind of like pretend that it's never going away. No, 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 no. You, you can't pretend, right? So it starts with informing ourselves. You need to inform yeah. yourselves inform of what yourself your rights about are. The Spartan Armor AR five hundred level three swimmer's cut plate carrier package for two eighty nine. Yeah, in I've re- got the guy that can recommend all that shit for you. In reality, it starts with citizens informing themselves of what their rights are. Ooh, three shoulder pads. It starts with. Unfortunately, it's going to start with challenging the police. And it's easy for me to say as a 35-year-old white male that I, I'm willing to challenge the police. Uh, middle-aged. Middle-aged. Yes. Middle-aged. <laughs> it starts with me being a middle-aged white male saying that I am willing to challenge the police. That does not believe in bar- bipartisan. Yeah, bipartisan efforts. All right. I knew I, I knew I was going to get a jab in there somewhere. But it's easy for me to say, right? Because my heart still races every time I get pulled over. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a person of color and get pulled over knowing that you didn't do anything wrong and you here, happen here. and you happen to be going down the wrong here, street here. at the wrong time. And what options do they have? And they don't. They don't have the same options that I do. So what do I get to use? I get to use my position of um oh God. Uh what what's the word I'm looking for? Um uh, the, 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 my position of privilege, right? So I get to use my position of privilege to speak out against this. And th- that's, that's what it is. It's, it's us, the citizens, informing ourselves of our rights, asserting those rights, and those of us who have the privilege to assert those rights, using those rights for people who can't. Do I really, do I care do I care if after the Derek Chauvin case ends and he's found not guilty that that police station is burned to the ground? I absolutely do not. I don't. I don't. Because after 2017, he shouldn't have been a member of the force anyway. And you yeah, al- it tells me that police force does not give a fuck about You me. allowed it to happen. Why should they care about the community if the police force doesn't? Exactly. Let's rein this in real quick. Let's rein this in. Uh, normally, I would say, go on. Keep telling me more. But I I, I want to hear closing thoughts, if you have any closing thoughts, that are succinct. What do you got? Well, it ain't going to be JM, me. Cody? No, mine's not going to be the succinct one, so might as well go Cody, you, me, and then we can get into good news. I mean, for me, uh, I just want to read it. What I've said this entire time, I think we, I guess for lack of better terms, when I say defund the police, I mean, I want to re-envision policing. I would like, I think the whole idea of a police officer's job is just to drive around and look for reasons to pull people over, puts them in that harm's way that makes them scared for their lives. So let's take the human aspect out of that bitch. And uh, let's just uh, let's look in, into how do we automate this? How do we 
if the issue is your traffic violations and that's why the police on surface are pulling you over, then let's just take the human person out of this whole traffic violations and mail you a fucking ticket. So I'll tell you that. Registration out, mail you a fucking ticket. So I'll tell you that most of Europe does that. Mail you a fucking ticket. Yeah, most of Europe does that where they just set up cameras um, and they just flash you. I I don't need officer... Dwayne jack me off to fucking pull me over and then ask me a bunch of stupid fucking questions like, hey, uh, do you know that person in front of you? I'm like, no. Why? It's like, why are you following them so close? Here's a ticket for following too close. Like, wait, what exactly just happened? Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that I mean, that's really my closing thoughts are I feel like most police shootings can be avoided and didn't need to fucking happen. That police officer does need to go through the trauma of shooting someone and the victim sure as shit does not have to go through the trauma of being shot or dead and their whole family have to deal with that if we're just going to mail if you're speeding we're just going to mail you a ticket for speeding not pull you over and make it a whole fucking larger thing so my closing thoughts are take the human out put the robots in and let's stop fucking shooting each other nice um so moving things right along, I think this would be a good point to put a pin in it unless JM has a closing thing or should we just move on to I mean I've got I've got a I in my mind I have a succinct thought. So after you're done, I will have my succinct thought. Oh go ahead. So the again, um know your rights. Know Know what you are allowed and allowed to do. Um, And if the officer does something that he or she is not allowed to do, go with it. Just go with it. Uh, Because at the end of the day, unfortunately, at the end of the day, uh, you're still right. Uh, It is not... God, how do I say this from not a... At the end of the day, it's not worth it's not worth losing your life to prove a point. That's a good point. At the end of the day, it's not worth losing your life to prove a point. But but know that there are at least three of us that if that happens to you, we'll still be out here shouting and wearing our t shirts and I, I was on. I was at a really awesome. Was that a really awesome protest Friday night here in Fayetteville? Um, and like, I'm going to make my voice known about this shit. Uh, it's it's easy for me to say from my position, unfortunately, and I fully intend to use my position to speak for those who can't. Um, don't give these guys no quarter. They they serve us. We do not serve them. Continue to remind them that. Guys, I need a liter of cola. I want to go ahead and cop. hop into some good news. Wait, wait, no, no. I didn't hear your closing thoughts on that before we get into good news. Uh, look, man, reform police, reform uh, training protocol. Um, I respect the police. Always have. I've gotten in trouble, so I deserved it. 
Um, I just don't know my rights, so I don't know how to protect myself. Um, I'm just lucky that uh, I didn't get shot, right? I'm just sick of. I'm just sick of. I'm just sick of watching it happen. Yeah, I dig it. It's your good news. Take us into it. Oh, oh, it's mine. Um, guys. When's the last time we got good news on a frat? Um. Uh, the last week. time I watched uh, Neighbors. Uh, so, uh, uh, I didn't know this, but at frat houses, they have cooks yeah. or chefs what? or something. Or house mothers. We had a house mother. Oh, well, well uh, okay, cool. Uh, so, Jesse Hamilton was a cook at LSU for 14 years. Now, I feel bad because she was at LSU. She could have been at Ole Miss, but we're not going <laughs> to go ahead and... You know, we're not going to chop that one up too much. Goddamn Tigers. At any rate, she worked for Phi Gamma Delta. God, I really hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass because we're promoting Phi Gamma Delta. However. Ooh, maybe they'll let us into their frat. I was like, honorary members. Ooh, that'd be cool. Whoa, wouldn't that be cool? Um, However, uh, Jesse Hamilton um, had been working for a number of years. 14. And... Well, more than that. She, that she was is working a three jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Right, so she's working three jobs. Um, she was always available to the students, and as a result, she cultivated a close relationship with them. And last year, uh, turns out, she somebody had privately asked her if she was ever going to retire at uh at which case she'd said that um i don't make enough money i'm gonna work until i die i've got a house and um the guys that she served breakfast lunch and dinner and all kinds of i'm sure (laughs) relationship advice and education and career advice i'm sure she just provided the motherly touch that whole thing um, the guys got together put enough contributions that they paid off her mortgage and then gave her a bonus not just enough contributions they cut her a check for $51,765 that's badass like they this is incredible this is the humans being bros kind of thing What's the like last time you saw anything cool come out of LSU? Because this is the coolest thing that I've ever seen LSU do. I mean, they won a national championship a few times. <laughs> Their stadium is called Death Valley. Which it is. is cool because valleys of death are tight. They um, also I'm just saying, man. Like this is the like. In, in this ca- is my favorite story. In case you're wondering, they also made um, April 3rd Jesse Hamilton Day. And they presented T-shirts to her um, with a picture of her on the front of it that says, Love Thyself. Wow, that's pretty fucking sweet. In LSU purple. Jesse's been working for a really long time. She finally got to retire. I'm... I'm so happy for this. Like, it is a 
bit of humanity in this whole fucked up mess and to see a bunch of young guys get together and rally for the person that worked for them um, and, and then just pay off her house and then get her a bonus. I'm super stoked. Um, yeah, so the bonus came out to 6665 bucks after the mortgage was paid off. Um, this goes like back to seeing like a parent losing weight, but this is okay too. Um, what does this go back Keep to? Keep bringing that up. I mean, this goes back to what I consistently talk about, my phrase that it's a we fight, not a me fight, right? So they recognized her contribution to 14 years of alumni or alumnus, alumni as alumni. Alumni. Yeah, 14 years of alumni and futures. Because she left the house in 1996. And this happens in 2021. So 25 years later, uh, the alumni are getting back with her. And this goes back to it's a we fight, not a me fight. Somebody reached out and made... She reached out and made a difference in 14 years worth of people's lives. And they recognized the difference that she made and what she was going through and said, we have, like, we're going to take care of you. You took care of us. We take care of you. And you helped us achieve our dreams. We will help you achieve your dreams, right? It's probably where the bodies are buried, too. Exactly. I mean, it is Fiji house. She probably could have gotten Brock Turner more than six months. Yeah. That's that a, is not too away from how great this is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Brock Turner thing still weighs on me too. This is fantastic. This um, is. yeah, killer story, Aaron. Yeah, I, I'm just, I like this kind of stuff. That's uh, good. This is way better than fat parrots. <laughs> yeah, we keep coming back to that. Oh yeah, because it was a terrible fucking story. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not allowed to find good news anymore because I only think good news is animals that lose weight. Yeah, or actual bad news, like in the case of West Virginia. Is that what it was? Where we're like, oh, we were scrubbing it. Oh, it was the weekend where you and JM were on a fucking bender and you were puking out the back of the truck. Same weekend. Uh, yeah, I don't You even pulled know. up some good news and it was really, it, it, it was <laughs> funny news. It was not good. Sometimes my was good funny. news is other people's uh, bad news. Uh, before we get into socials, so I have a qualifying statement to make, but before we get into socials, I have... Wait, are these pre-corrections corrections? No, before we get into socials, I have somebody I work with who wrote a book, and by wrote a book, I mean like he paid somebody to ghostwrite this book, and it's in his name, and he asked what? me, he's like, oh yeah, no, it's terrible. Someone in the military? And like he goes, work? yeah. And he goes, would you mind giving me a shout out on your podcast? And I go, yeah, but I'm like, I haven't read your book. He's like, no, 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 just give me a shout out. So <laughs> if you go on Amazon, and I highly recommend that you go to smile.amazon.com, although I think we know how we feel about Amazon and their unethical practices at this point. That's um, not me. <laughs> but if you go to smile. Fuck that union vote. <laughs> 
Yeah. Fuck that union vote, bro. God damn it. Tell me the name of this book. I got to know. So the name of this book is called Financial Freedom for All, and it just released on the 16th. <laughs> sounds bad already. Oh, it's terrible. It's 60 pages is on Is it on Amazon? Oh, my is God. It, is the last name Brock? Uh, the first name is Brock. Did okay, he just pull it. up? Oh, yeah. Right? So the qualifying, my qualifying statement is I haven't read this. None of the other co-hosts have read this. Um, and if you do read it, reach out it's to us. It's not on Amazon. No, it's on Financial Freedom for All, Brock. And it's like the Brock, B-R-O-C-K, like Brock Turner. R-O-C-K. Uh, yeah. No, this thing, I haven't read it. Um, it's, I don't know, Financial Freedom. Is it God's plan for financial freedom? Nope. Just type in financial freedom for all Brock. I Not Barack, but Brock. And it's it's number two, financial freedom for all, financial independence, unlimited wealth, smart investing, saving. Terrible title. Brock or Barack? Brock. B-R-O-C-K. I can't find this. Show me the... Send me your I'm get, I'll, I'll I'll send you the link. Anyway... So this thing pops up, and it's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. It's eleven ninety nine on paperback, and it's like nine ninety nine on Kindle or some shit like that. Um, I told him I wasn't going to read it, and that neither one of my co-hosts would read it. Unless Brock they... A. Minton. Is that his real name, or is that a pseudoism? Nope, that's his real name. Um, but if you read this and it sucks, please leave a comment. <laughs> 53 pages. Yeah, on paperback, 60 on Kindle. It's terrible. Mm. Um, but he asked me to give a shout-out, so there's my shout-out. And I can only imagine how bad this no, is. No, no, guys, this is great. So he's told his other friends about his book, and they've they, they've left reviews. Can I, can I, can I read some? So well, there's only two. Only one, of, them? only one of the reviews is internal. We don't know where the second one came from. One review is, I was going to kill myself for her at this book. This book saved my life. Yeah, we don't know where that one came from. However, we do know where the other one came from. I wouldn't even refer to this as a book, but more like a work of art, a sculpture of God himself. Didn't even capitalize the G in God. What a fuckhead. As if Leonardo da Vinci... Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) (laughs) Was that Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio and da Vinci? (laughs) Hand-painted every page himself. It's like reading and breathing a TED Talk. This documentary of love and life is a groundwork to any and all of your financial assets and to your life. Beyond helpful, beyond strong, beyond financial, it's freedom for all. I woke up a better man and a better husband today. Well, all I got from that is Leonardo da Vinci would be a great character name. Did James seriously get up to take a piss right before we got to the outro? What a yeah. dick. Right uh, about the time that he talks about uh, his friend... Uh, the fallen deity. Yeah. So we have James introduced the fallen deity and financial freedom for all. Um, but for everything else. I guess we need to find some friends of stuff so we can start plugging them because, you know, he's getting all the plugs. Well, I've got some doubts on that. Yeah, well, rate, that's that's why I, I didn't want to um, mention it to the gonna, end because I'm going to make I'm him listen to this episode just so we can hear his shout out. I think before the podcast he's talking about how he got plugged. Oh, who? Me? What? No. No. <laughs> what? 
Uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here. Otherwise, Cody's going to run into socials, or I'm just going to stop the podcast before Cody can say his closing line. Uh, closing thoughts are, hey, rest in peace, Black Rob, like, whoa, it's a fucking great song. Loved it in 1999. We miss you, buddy. Lukenbach, Texas. Oh. Yeah, Black Rob definitely played Lukenbach. Lukenbach. Luke, and that weekend is Lukin Black. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Let's let's organize a rap show. Stop the Luke podcast. Called Stop it. Luke and Black. Socials. Yeah, you can find us on the socials. We're Drunken Review on Instagram. We're Pretty Loggers on Facebook. We're DWI Podcast. DWAI. You go into the mall later on Twitter. DWIR Podcast at yeah on Twitter. Drunk Weekend Review on Gmail and Pretty Little Loggers at on Gmail. Yeah, until not until then, good night. We love and you. We love and you. you. You can't out fuck a butt. <laughs>